Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we attempt to elect a candidate to Congress who's been accused of running a cursed school for dancers with the assistance of seven strangers who all have grudges to bury. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. So last week we released the 2D cell animated uh post-apocalyptic car AI kids adventure <laughs> film uh, called Gone in 2060 Seconds. Yes. How did that uh, go this week, AJ? Really, really, really badly. Uh, and I'm going to take full credit for how badly this went because it was all because of a mistake that I made. Uh, so last week, uh, or last episode rather, I said that 2060 Seconds converts to 33 hours or so, uh, which in the context of an animated series, makes complete sense because you can do 34 episodes of an hour long and sort of do a 24-style caper for a whole season. Great. Tons of money, heaps of recording to do, yada, yada, yada. Anyone that has a, I would say, sixth-grade level of mathematics (laughs) would know that 2,060 seconds is not 34 hours. It's about 34 minutes. So we went into production thinking that we're going to be doing 34 one-hour episodes. But when that mistake came to fruition, or when it sort of came out that I'd made that huge mistake, I had no idea what to do, so I decided we'd do 34 one-minute episodes. That is not the direction I would have gone, but all right, let's... Yeah, so, well, the thing is we'd committed to 34 episodes, but we couldn't, like, extend it out anymore because the whole point of the series... The whole film was called 2060 Seconds. Um, And unlike... Gone in 60 Seconds, I made a big deal about how our film title or our, like, uh, series title was actually fully related to the content of the uh, series itself. So I had to move it to 34 one-minute episodes. Everyone blew up at me because of this. Uh, Nick Cage just went off his nut because he thought he'd be doing 34 hours worth of recording instead it was 34 minutes. We had to pay him for the full 34 um, hours of recording. Um, The production studios, the... um, cell animation studios they um also just like well we're not going to like restart the industry for a 34 minute uh tv series so they they didn't do it so we had to like pawn it off to um like a web animation uh, studio instead so the animation quality completely tanked um the uh you know the the rights holders for gone in 60 seconds they were livid. Um, I'm still getting death threats. They stole my car as well. <laughs> um, so uh, it could not have gone oh. any any more poorly. And I I, it, it was entirely my fault. The only thing that could potentially be redeeming if there is some sort of supercut of, yep. the, of the 34 <laughs> one-minute episodes that ends up on YouTube, which is one 35-minute, 34-minute, which is I mean, it's pretty much the length of a, like a pilot episode anyway. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, this is a great pilot episode. I can't wait to see what happens yeah. with the rest of the series. And then it's just like, no, this is the series. I, you just watch the yeah. entire thing. That's the thing. Like, because we had to squeeze that whole story instead of into like some luxurious one hour long uh, animated episodes it was yeah 34 minutes long it, it was terrible so yeah my bad uh, let's not trust me with mathematics from now on <laughs> but still trust me with the money I'm fine with that uh, alright on to this week in trailers and first trailer for you today is The Front Runner starring uh, Hugh Jackman uh, Vermiga Vera Vermiga Verma Fagigli <laughs> 
and just kidding, Simmons as well. Was this one? Did this one Stanley Tucci in it, or am I thinking uh, of a no, different no, no, political a diff- journal or some film that we're not talking about this week? <laughs> yes, you are correct. Uh, so this film uh, is sort of set in, I suppose, uh, I think the eighties actually, um, and it stars Hugh Jackman, who's running for a. Uh, a sort of a member of American Parliament, possibly the president, or um, I think in the, the, the he says he's running for president. He, he is a senator who is t- taking a step into putting himself forward as a candidate for presidency. Yes, and um, he has, uh, if he sort of has an affair, or he's sort of in the throes of a, an affair with another woman, um, and it's sort of the story's about the whole like emergence of tabloid media, and, exactly. And, um, how it can possibly take down his candidacy. A front-runner in a political campaign, you might say. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so some photographs come out of, of him in a, in a uh, townhouse with a blonde woman who is not his wife, and yep. there's uh, it, it is the, the journalist scandal which arises around around this particular... Based on a true story, apparently. Yes. Um, from the... the guy who brought you up in the air and thank you for smoking yep which is the two tr- the two trailers they mentioned in this <laughs> the, the two films they mentioned in this trailer as being his uh, credentials uh, i believe you also said he directed juno yeah he did uh, jason uh, jason reitman son of ivan reitman who directed uh, ghostbusters, ghostbusters and all those classic comedies uh so yeah he sort of um he's done a, a fair few films now and has quite a, a bit of a some indie cred i guess um and uh, yeah, this seems to be again another one of those like well written, well cast yep. kind of uh, films that it takes a will very win awards. serious um, matter. Sort of like Up in the Air did with um, uh, the laying off of jobs after the political crisis, yes. as well as Thank You for Smoking did for political lobbying. Yep, it does it in a very approachable way that kind of feels. Like, at least they're having fun making the film, even though the subject matter may yeah, be very, yeah. very serious. Very watchable. And and they put just good actors in, yeah, the, yeah. in the lead roles. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, it will be very watchable. It will be nominated for awards. Yep. Um, uh, but, I don't know. It seems like a bit a bit too sort of politically sensitive to, <laughs> to really grasp me as a, a big budget Hollywood film producer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a question for you, though. Yes. It's about Hugh Jackman's American accent. Yes. Is it good or is it not? I cannot I tell. I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's good, like, it's good some of the time. So when he's when he's Wolverine... But it's the same accent. So it's not, though, because when he's Wolverine, he puts a bit of gruff in the back of it. Yeah, but, and, but then when, when he's not Wolverine and it yeah. loses the gruff, you hear this weird edge to the last syllable of every sentence that he says yeah. that makes me think... He still thinks he's on Broadway. <laughs> Whatever he's, he's like, uh, we're going to light up the town, boys. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. like, come on, Hugh. Like, it's a bit too Broadway in like, a lot of it, ways. It's an American accent that has no, like, origin. Like, yeah. it is, like, as generic as it gets. And you're like, that is a good American accent. Where in America is it from? I have no idea. The good, I mean, what I can say about when he's speaking with his American accent, I don't think... You're, you have an Australian accent. Yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah, and yeah. I, I suppose that's, it's you know, complete. what Like, it is, like, a full, complete makeover renovation of his accent but yep. it also it's like it's like if you renovate your house and you just paint all the walls white and the floors grey and that's it and <laughs> and then you put a single chair in the middle it's like yeah technically that's yeah, renovated technically but it's, like, it's different it's, it's, de- it's definitely different to how it was before exactly but is it good is it bad oh, I don't know <laughs> exactly alright on to film number two which is Suspiria. Suspiria. This uh, is a weird-looking one. It is, um, yeah. A remake of an old uh, 1977 uh, Italian film, I believe. Um, uh, an Italian horror film. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's weird that you say horror and we've looked up that it's horror. It starts out, more, the trailer it does at least, more as though it's a, a, Black, a Black Swan, Swan style kind of thing, yeah. ballet school where people are sort of vying for um, the uh, prestigious, you know, best roles, uh, pushing th- themselves further. It's a little bit of a, a psychological um, thing where, uh, you know, are they, are they being pushed past their breaking points with yeah, this, yep. you know, dance academy? And then it starts turning out that, like, maybe their instructors are witches or ghosts or demons and there's this secret subcult where people are killing each other for progression and there's demonic spirits inhabiting this building. It gets very weird very quickly. super weird. Super creepy too. I mean, and not just because Tilda Swinton is in it as well. <laughs> Reminds me quite a lot of um, uh, Rosemary's Baby, yep. where there's like what on the surface seems like a regular apartment, but as, as the film progresses, they it turns out there's this demon um, worshipping cult and the, the satanic overtones and things like that. Yeah. Um, and this also feels, I think a lot of the, I would have said it was set in Germany based yep. on the, the words. Um, I, I believe it is, yeah. Um, so I was actually quite surprised to find it was originally an Italian film. Yep. But it, well, I, I think the Italian film was set in Germany well, as well. So, it, it has the, the very weird European sort of subcultural yeah. overtones. I really like the look of this. Yeah. It doesn't look like The Nun, which is a, the, one of the films that has come out recently, which looks genuinely scary, yeah. but genuinely scary in a way that Hollywood does horror. Yeah, And exactly. not, not in a way where, like, uh, I think European films of the 70s do yeah. horror. So <laughs> European films of the 70s, if you don't know what they're called and you've ne- you've had no idea what they're about, you could go in there thinking, I don't know if this is going to be horror or not. Um, because it's like, it's so bleak. Yes. It's so dreary that <laughs> if like a demonic presence came out while these two people were having like a, a an interchange with each other, you'd be like, okay, yep, yep sure. sure. Um, and I mean, not to rag on European films, but like, yeah, Suspiria is like that. It has a, a super muted tone. Um, it has a like a sense of foreboding, yeah. like, doom and and death without like the jump scares. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I mean, I'm not going to see it, but no, I mean, this it looks like it's going to be super creepy. Pretty strong female cast as well. So yeah, you, yeah. you mentioned Tilda Swinton, Dakota Johnson, yep. Chloe Grace Moritz, yep. um, a bunch of other people who I didn't recognize, but look like they're doing their best to be <laughs> creepy demonic ballet dancers. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it looks incredibly creepy. And Tom York of uh, Radiohead. Uh, and his own solo career is doing the music for this film. So you know it's going to be completely off the wall. Uh, yeah, so see that, I don't know, whenever it comes out. Uh, all right, on to the last trailer for this week's episode, which is Bad Times at the El Royale, starring... Uh, John Hamm, Jeff John, Bridges, yep. Dakota Johnson again. Again, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yep. Uh, and other actors. Uh, watching this trailer, I really did not really understand no. what the hell it was on about in a, in a sort of the same way that the um suspiria did yep. you're like is there going to be supernatural overtones coming yeah, at yeah. some point is it instead more of like a mafia it reminds me a lot of identity which is a john yep. cusack film yep. where a bunch of people end up in a motel at night yep. and murders start happening yep uh in this one i'm like are murders gonna start happening and there was definitely yeah. violence but i'm not sure if they were murder or not where suspiria definitely went down the the supernatural demonic overtones yep. i think this goes sort of goes more towards the uh quentin tarantino style yeah uh, everyone is probably has a secret criminal past and there's some sort of revenge or vengeance yep um they specifically say that seven people enter this motel 
all with their yeah. own sort of uh, baggage, and by the end of the night, people have resolved it or have a chance of redemption or something or, along those or lines. Or died. Yeah, or <laughs> have been killed. Um, it looks pretty good. It yeah. Looks, it looks... Um, Stylish. Uh, very, very stylized, uh, like it's sort of reasonably well thought out in terms of character and development and how they or these seven characters interplay with one another. Yep. Um, so I, it actually reminds. There's another film coming out that uh, features a hotel for criminals. Yes, we uh, talked about it. Uh, which uh, I can't remember what it's called. It has Jodie Foster in it and a bunch of other actors. Uh, and this actually feels a little bit like that as well. It has a very stylized, over-the-top uh, feel to it. Um, but yeah, I have no idea where this is going to go. Neon violence. Yeah, it's that. It is that neon kind of look, isn't it? It's sort of like. Um, it's not the 80s, but it's like we're taking the kind of general aesthetic of the 80s and yeah. making it more timeless. Uh, and that's where I feel this is going. And again, yeah, that Tarantino aesthetic is kind of there as well. Could be good. Could be good. It's got a good cast. Nick Offerman's in it too. I don't recall seeing him in the trailer, I don't but either, apparently he's, but in, he's in there in somewhere. It. And apparently uh, Russell Crowe in undisclosed in an undisclosed role is in really? it too. Really? Yeah. I think he may be the hotel. <laughs> or is... <laughs> The, the hotel itself yep. method acting gone to extreme new levels uh, absolutely <laughs> all right those are the three trailers for this week's episode but of course before we can do anything with those we're gonna have to take a little walk over to the green room let's go Right, here we are. Now, let's have a quick recap of those three trailers. We have a political... You're far better at this than yeah. I am. We'll just say it's a period piece political journalist uh, film. Sure, yep. We have a uh, ballet... Oh, but we can't specifically say ballet. It's, it's a pressure sports situation with demonic overtones. <laughs> yep. And then we have a... A locked room, isolated uh, um, uh, building yep. with uh, vengeance and violence and secret past. Okay, great. Uh, so it's my turn to choose this week, and I'm really feeling Suspiria. I Suspiria. Like, yeah, particularly your description of Precious it. Precious sports then. with demonic overtones. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's a real dearth of those kind of films at the box office now and even in the past. Um, so I think we need to do that. I think we need a a a good a good old fashioned horror uh, that puts the the action in a completely unexpected place. All right. Okay. So not necessarily um, sports, but just no, unexpected. Unexpected. I think that's the I think that's the key, right? Like. Um, so you mentioned um, The Nun and that those sort of films. Yep. And that's all been done, right? We've done the sort of creepy religious horror in, in The Exorcist and so on and so forth. We've done the creepy doll thing as well yep. and Chucky and one of the other Conjuring Annabelle. films. Yep. Um, we've done the whole your family home horror thing yep. in the in the paranormal activity or what are the other ones called? Um, where it's like the found footage one in, inside someone's home. Um, we've done the cabin in the woods. We've done the whole mass-murdering, axe-wielding psychopath. We need to take the action somewhere completely unexpected. Somewhere where you just, like... See, every everything that I think of, I can then think of a horror film. Like, <laughs> what about, like, on a cruise ship? I'm like, well, ghost ship. Ghost ship, yeah. Or what about, like, on vacation in France? I'm like, yep. well, American werewolf in Paris. Yep, and yep. Subsequent, no, I mean, you see, oh. you've got to go even, even blander than that. Like, what if it's just, um, like, the building site for someone's house? But like surely like the Amityville horror or whatever like is is always like there's always a haunted house. Yeah, that's, right? a, that's a good point. What about a bowling alley? Bowling alley's good. I still think the 
the fact that um, uh, Suspiria has this sort of um, ballet school, that's almost its own genre. Yep. So you can take an Academy Award winning film like Black Swan yep. and then go, well, what happens <laughs> if we add sort of horror demon overtones yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. so what is what is the black swan that we're picking up okay yep because i mean if you're saying bowling alley we could do big lebowski yep. with supernatural demons you know what we should do we should do the wolf of wall street with supernatural demons you are a hundred percent on the money there <laughs> um that is that is perfect yep um so you take take the ideas of um uh wall street yep. um wall street two money never sleeps <laughs> uh wolf of wall street yep. it is it is the stock exchange yep. you know can we sorry? Can we cast Michael Douglas as well? Is it Mike? It is Michael. It Douglas, is. Yeah. It absolutely is. You know, it's kind of weird. There is a film called The Devil's Advocate, yep, which has Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino, <laughs> yep. where I think it is a guy on Wall Street <laughs> no. where Al, Al Pacino turns out to be the devil. Um, okay, but is it is it centered in the location of Wall Street? I think though? it might be. Damn, I, I think in in all the forty five seconds from your fantastic idea, we've discovered this film already exists. <laughs> Having said that, and I'm going to bring it up on the podcast, we created the world of Nevermore about right, we two did. weeks ago, <laughs> and subsequently dis- discovered that there is a children's book series yep. called Nevermore, set in the world of Nevermore. Um, Which has no relation to Edgar Allan Poe, no. as far as I could see. Uh, and it's spelt M-O-O-R instead of Although M-O-E-R. Although the, the M-O-R-E, protagonist rather. girl from that book is named Morrigan Crow. Oh, you so actually went and researched I, 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 I went and read the book. I'm really? just like, how how is this so similar to our... Uh, it, it really isn't that Edgar Poe. Yeah. Um, uh, All right. Well, f- uh, but like, oh, look, these ideas exist out there. If, so long as we come up with them independently, it doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. Which is exactly what's happened here because I had no knowledge of that. All film. right. Okay. Why is Keanu Reeves doing a film with Al Pacino? So all we need no to idea. do is just edit out what I've said in the last forty-five <laughs> seconds. Just, just pretend that I didn't no, know. No, 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 no. I'm fine with you knowing that. But here's what we do. So they that film from that very brief um, overview of it. Clearly, is going for the whole like greed, um, yeah, uh, metaphor with Wall Street, right? I don't want to do that. I'd rather take the wolf part of Wolf of Wall Street, the wolf, and of make Wall it Street. like a exactly. It needs to be the demonic presence needs to be like a, a physical wolf, or if you want to be even more on the nose, maybe it can be like a bull, which is the you know the symbol of yeah. like pros- if, if but, it's a bull market. But there's also bear markets as well. There are bear so, so markets. So we have yes. wolves, bears, and bulls. <laughs> um, and, and like, because when you said, "Well, this wolf is a," I thought you were meant like lycanthropy, like yeah, actual, it could actually be that. actually having werewolves. It could be that. It doesn't matter. Like, why couldn't it not have werewolves in it? That's fine. I like it. I like. I'm actually getting sort of like ancient Greek overtones yeah. here, you where getting, you have like. Um, I was getting ancient Roman with like Romulus and Remus. Oh, see, I was getting like Bacchanalian. I suppose Bacchus is the the Roman version yeah. of, of uh, Dionysus, but like Wolf of Wall Street is in a lot of ways this Bacchanalian mm. sort of like parties of just cocaine and sex and drugs and <laughs> rock and roll yep. um why don't we actually introduce these elements of these ancient roman and greek gods mm. um having influence when you know zeus just dis- um uh, uh disguises himself as a bull that's right um, yeah at one stage to, to doesn't, he, doesn't he have sex with he, disgu- he disguises himself as so many things to get away <laughs> with having sex with as a swan as as rays of sunlight <laughs> as a bull um just like <laughs> the number of things he's just like putting on costumes to get away with uh with his uh, infidelities is just uh, just yep. insane. Yeah. So hang on, are we going to do an ancient film? Is it going to be more modern? I think I think it is. It is definitely modern. Yep. It is set in like seven. We have to do a period. Uh, like yeah, you yeah. know, the the front runner was set in the eighties. I think or- it needs to be in the eighties. I think I love that. Like again, I love that Wolf of Wall Street or the the um 
the Wall Street aesthetic, yeah. where it's like eighties businessmen in their like ill-fitting power suits. Yep, and they have uh, a weird pin that goes through the top of their that's tie right, yeah, for yeah, no reason yeah. that no one wears anymore. But no. for some reason in the eighties, I think they're um, the different firms on Wall Street are yep. all praying to different ancient gods yep. and using these ancient <laughs> ancient symbols yes. of of the bulls yes. and the hunters and stuff like that. Yes. and there's these rivalries between all yeah, the different yeah. firms yep. as as the deities also sort of like are playing dice with and the stock this market. This is where the uh, those like terms come from as well the bear market the bull market and so on and so yeah. forth it all comes from the original occult deals that all of these companies made with the respective uh, deities yeah. to gain prosperity and wealth um, I also I think that the film should end you know that uh, there's that bull statue the very yeah. famous bull statue on Wall Street that needs to be like the frozen incarnation of yeah. the bull deity I don't know where the bear one's gone but um, I, I don't think they really celebrate bear markets quite as much no, they as they do bull markets. <laughs> no, they don't. They bet on the wrong deity for the yeah. bear one. Okay, so maybe we talk about, like, maybe it needs to be about the bear, the downfall of the uh, group of people or the group of companies that invested in the bear, yeah. like, deity. All right, so it's an ancient, we'll call it, um, I think orso is, like, the Italian word for bear. Ursus is... Uh, Arctus is the Greek word. Ursus is the Latin word. Okay, there you go. So it must be that. Um, so w- if we called it like, what's it? It's, put a devilish spin on that word. The Arctos Circle. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. So the Arctos, the Arctos Circle. Yep. Is this shadowy uh, group made up of like the most high level executives on Wall Street, or sort of yeah. like one? Maybe like maybe it's just like across the road, right? Like yeah. there's two sides of. Wall Street, I assume. Sure. I've never, it's a street. It's I'm a sure street. streets have to have two sides. <laughs> they do. Therefore, yeah. So one side is the Arctos uh, Circle, was yep, it? Yep, yep. Um, and they're betting on the ancient, also, um, deity of... Uh, destruction yeah. and or prosperity. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it is... The, there's, there's definitely two sides of that scale, yes. right? There is yep. there is the destitution and then there is the prosperity. <laughs> yes. Uh, I Well, here's the thing. This is well, this is where I think it should go. The downfall will be them not reading the contract well enough because yep. it's like destruction and or prosperity. Yes. They didn't, they didn't think that or could be like a one or the other sort of thing. They thought it would be like destruction and... Prosperity. And prosperity. They only got the destruction. Right. I like I like the idea that it is sort of like the the yin and yang, the, yep. the two sides. There, there needs to be balance. There needs to be a cycle. Yep. The the you know wealth and prosperity always sort of goes up and down in peaks and flows. Yep. And it's based on the influence of these two people. Yes. So who's on the other side of the street there? Who uh, so is the the bovine? The bo- I don't remember what the uh, <laughs> uh, the Latin word for cow uh, the, is, the, but the, the bullus paradigm, we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, and they are. <laughs> They're obviously on the other side of the road. Exactly. I think they're just praying for the exact same things. And like, yeah. they've discovered an ancient text. Uh, so both sides have discovered like these uh, collection of ancient texts which talk about these particular gods, but they're all in a foreign language. They're all yeah. in like riddles and, and misinformation and, and mis, um, misin, uh, you know, um, missing information and whatnot. So they're kind of just like trying to figure out which is the best one to like yeah. invest in their time and effort into interesting so uh the so there's a i like the investment into exactly just like the investment into uh into the exchange (laughs) itself i think that everything should be done with the same kind of rigor and and like attention to detail that any kind of financial deal uh, uh requires so like rather than having people dressed in like priests outfit and gowns and chanting and all that it's just like 
20 different like accountants and lawyers who are poring over these ancient documents looking for like clauses looking for um anything that contradicts some other passage and just trying to find like the ironclad uh phrase or the ironclad um uh spell that they need to use to conjure this deity. See, I, I had visions of, like, yeah, they're doing this sort of stuff, like, and trading on the, the stock market between these certain hours, but come nighttime, yep. they're actually, like, hunting each other down with bows and arrows, <laughs> like, okay. evoking, like, Artemis and Apollo and the yeah, hunters yeah, yep. and going on these hunts through the streets with tridents. Yeah. It's actually okay. a little bit Anchorman with, yep. like, the, the yep. sort of battles, but, like, in a way where it's... it's should, like, it be un- should it be underground as well? Subterranean? I like the streets of New York okay. as, as this sort of like this battleground <laughs> for for these these soldiers. I mean, essentially, in a lot of ways, they're like the the story will probably f- follows this sort of young protagonist who has finally landed a job yep. in a prestigious investment company. Yep, perfect. Um, worked worked their way through business school uh, until they're sort of like you know got this multi million dollar job. Yep. And it all seems like it's just going to go onto like a regular sort of investment banking yep. movie, and yep. then suddenly there's this hidden world underneath it that yeah. they get dragged into. I don't think they even get dragged into it. I think they stumble into it accidentally. So they have like a rig, what they feel is like a regular nine to five job, work in the stock markets, gaining I'm money. Sure, I'm sure Wall Street guys are probably more like seven to eleven or whatever the <laughs> probably hours yeah. they keep walking home from work at eleven o'clock one night, and they get caught up in this yeah, sort yeah. of like great ancient hunt. That's right. That yeah. That and he's just like, I recognize these people as my colleagues, yep. and they're they're going absolutely crazy, like hunting people through the streets at night with yep, yep. bows and arrows and. Yep. Uh, wolf pack dogs and there you go there's, there's the wolves there's, there's the wolves uh, great and do we need to have at that point should we have some of the demonic entities coming out and have seeing some more like really creepy twisted evil stuff I think so like- I think like the, the actual spirit of Artemis might in like inhabit someone and so their eyes are glowing purple as they okay, sort yep. of take you know, and there's people who are engaging in these sort of like you know ritual. Um, uh, I mean, I don't want to use the word orgy, but I'm going to use the word orgy. Do so it. it's like these. Um, you know, as I said, like Dionysus has inhabited these people now, yep. having sort of you know these uh, hedonistic parties of like just gluttony. Um, and yeah. then so so like you know at at night they're they're toying with these powers during the day to try and um, uh, find out you know to to control the market the bull mm. and the bear market and not realising that what they've unleashed is taking control of them at night yep. and causing all of these so probably initially they don't even realise they're just going to like wake up and someone's missing because yeah, they've that's, been hunted down that's what down. I love and then the, like the excuse is like oh he's been transferred to the day shift so like the, the like this new person who's come into the role is not really like aware that they're actually gone missing for real they just think they're on different shifts like you know oh Bob's done doing the day shift today or this week and then they just never appear again or maybe like the, the body f- like shows up in the, the river and they're just like there's a trident mark snapped in his back <laughs> what's going on so like uh, the, the person who's been inhabited by Poseidon has you know chased them down and yeah, stabbed yeah. them yep. in the back with the trident Beautiful. Yep. and suddenly they start piecing it together they wake up you know and they've trashed the, their apartment and yep. they not, not, didn't even realise that they were part of this yep. sort of you know pan so the, the, the goat uh, <laughs> fawn um, sort of sex party so yep alright Right, no, this is great. Um, all right, so what? What's the, so? What's going to be the conclusion for this? I feel like a lot of death needs to happen. I also, you know, I want to kill off our main character as well because I right. feel like that's a trope that never really happens in horror films. So if horror films usually go for there's an ensemble cast, so there's not really a main character, therefore it's fine to kill off as many of them as you want. Or there's a main character, we sort of 
like grow to be with them for the entire film and they never die as a result. Yep. Although having said that, I'm thinking of Psycho where the main character actually does die halfway through the film. Um, but I think that's what needs to happen. I think maybe our main character is the missing piece, right? Um, that main character has a destiny to fulfill either the role of uh, the bear or the role of the... Uh, the bull. The bull. And both... Like both sides of Wall Street suddenly realize this, and there is like a right. chase to to like nail down this so person. What I like, so if if the bull is Zeus, yep. then the bear has to be Hades, right? Yeah, yep. and so they are they are brothers, mm-hmm. like general in like in in the, in the myth, and they have to you know maybe he's this guy's uh, come into the firm yep. with a good friend, possibly even a brother, yep. and so one of them has to be the bull, and one of them has to be the bear, yep. and when it sort of comes down to you know how the stock market's going to come uh, come down to it. it actually comes down to a clash between oh. these two friends or yeah, two yeah, brothers yeah. or yep. something along those lines and does the bear lose i think they both lose they both lose so maybe like yeah the bull gets turned into that statue oh right like they that's the actual that's statue that's the actual statue yeah and the bear i don't know what happens to the bear what happens to the bear maybe the bear like i don't know part of the bear's like uh, demise is like crashing the stock market I tell you an interesting story about bulls and bears. Yep. <laughs> um, so, you know you know the age-old thing, who would win in a fight between a bear and a lion? Yep. They used to do this in the Old they West. They did, yeah. Uh, and you know what the answer to the question is? What? Who would win between a, a bear and a lion? What? A bear, like nine times out of really? ten. Okay. The, the lion's skull's so weak that the bear yeah. would just sort of whack it. Yep. And to give the give it a bit more of a, a, a chance, a fight, they started putting bulls against bears <laughs> because the bull has a skull which can take a big whack from a bear yeah, yeah, yeah. and still has the horns to fight back, so yep. they tended to be a bit more evenly matched. Okay. Maybe we bring some of that in here. There, okay. there is, they are much more evenly matched in this fight. Yep. If it was bull versus lion, Lion. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, mean, we, I don't think they went to that iteration. They definitely did bear versus lion. So yeah, bear versus bull is like even fight, eternal struggle. Yeah. One of them's got you know the big, the big powerful claws to smash the skull, and yep. the other one's got the the heavy skull to take the blows. Yep. Yep. Uh, who's gonna win? It's it's a it's a, a lock. It's it's the freeze frame at the end of Rocky, <laughs> where you you know who's gonna win? Who's gonna land that knockout blunt yep. punch? Yep. It could be either of the two of them. Yeah. But we, we just don't know. Really? That's an odd way to end the horror film, though. It is possible. I mean, and especially since we've already decided that one of them is going to get turned into a statue. <laughs> but so. that's the thing. I think horror oh. films, the best kind of horror films always end where you think everything's resolved nicely. And then, like, right at the end, there's always something to say. Oh. Everything is still screwed. Um, the, the, the fears that you've had should still be there because they haven't actually been resolved. Sort of like the end of um, the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yes. Where you think they've escaped the shopping centre. Exactly. But in the credits, you see they pull up on an island yep. and all you hear is like this rustling in the the, the bushes of the island. Exactly, yes. Zombieism has already made its way there. Exactly. And I think that that's what our film needs to end on. That kind of like, oh yeah, everything looks resolved. The bull's now a statue. The bear sort of vanished uh, from Wall Street and everything seems to have settled down into sort of like a general um, uh, calmness. But then there needs to be that last little yeah. twist that suggests that evil still breeds and exists in Wall Street. Which, I mean, isn't hard to imagine, no. to be perfectly honest. But what is that? What is that, like, that final image that we leave the audience on? Maybe it needs to be. So what if... Uh, so you, you, we said that, like, our main character has a, a brother that they brought in or, like, there's a, yep. a, a companion to them. Um, they've both started work together. So maybe, like, they need to both wake up in their beds, respective beds, with, like, no memory of what's happened because... 
the whole occult side of things on Wall Street has apparently, you know, finalized itself and, and finished. But then, like, right at the end, you just see this weird glint in one of their eyes. Oh, that like, matches, a, a, like a purple, a purple yeah. shimmer to say, hey, maybe, maybe they're yep. not free of these gods. Exactly. Maybe they will always be. What well, the, the dice plaything i can't remember what the saying yeah. is well it's kind of like um it's it's like the ending of the picture the picture of dorian gray right so like that whole book it's like literally the last page which has revealed what and if anyone hasn't read the picture of dorian gray i'm going to spoil it here for you but i like, haven't read it like, are you ever going to read it <laughs> possibly oh, damn it um all right scratch that then uh it'll be like um yeah i just it needs to end on like a, a gruesome like uh, I don't know, maybe... Um, you know the end of Stranger Things, actually? The first season of Stranger Things. Have you seen that? I have, yeah. All right, I'll explore that then. So the kid gets rescued. Everything. It seems like everything's going well. Kid's in the bathroom, starts coughing, and then suddenly is like flashes back to the upside-down world and spits out like a, a this slug, slug yeah. right? Um, that's the kind of like gruesome thing that we need. So it needs to be a little bit more than just an eye glint. It needs that sort of hint of like horrible horrid um creepy scary kind of you could possibly gone girl does a thing right where um i haven't haven't seen that all right okay (laughs) (laughs) that's right spoil i don't care no no no, no, (laughs) just just the final shot is a lot of ben affleck sitting there with rosamund pike yep and like he's like you know they look like they're holding each other lovingly but then i think like he like the voiceover is something about like all i can think about is smashing your head in or something like that (laughs) so like maybe maybe we have a bit of a like a a a thing where you know the one of the characters is laying in bed with their love interest and it looks like it's all resolved yeah and then you kind of see like the glint in his eye and maybe the hands reach out to strangle the throat of the the the, the person next to him and it's like oh it's not over yeah she's not safe um he's still possessed (laughs) by hades um and and you can do a sequel yeah exact perfect all right i love this we need to cast we need to cast let's just do well i mean all the other characters are irrelevant because they're just basically part of each respective cult yeah it's really just the the main character and whoever they bring along as their equal partner brother sister whatever yeah so i said that i wanted michael douglas in this to sort of um bring it into that same wall street uh universe Mm -hmm. not I don't want to put it in the exact universe of Wolf of Wall Street. I just want to make that tenuous connection between the two. Um, should Michael... I mean, Michael Douglas is relatively old now. Relative, <laughs> um, relative to himself. He is quite an old person. Yes, he is. Uh, maybe he just is like a cult member or something. We just throw him in there as that. Yeah, or po- possibly even like if we do one sort of cutaway of like a Zeus-type character. Yep. Instead of getting Liam Neeson to come <laughs> play Zeus, we just get... Uh, <laughs> Just get Michael Douglas. Michael, okay, cool. So who's going to be our sort of young, eager, upcoming stockbroker who then becomes bull or bear? It's a good question. We're, like, again... I mean, I don't want to... I don't necessarily want to be, like, period accurate as well, which meant no women whatsoever in Wall Street. I, I but- actually quite like the... If we do the bull and the bear, if they're two characters, yep. they're, one's a 
man, the other's a woman. Yep. And they have a relationship which sort of ends up in that... What if they are partners? Yeah, exactly. So So if that, you know, that ending where you say, like, they go for, like, um, one of them goes for their partner and sort of goes to strangle them. Yeah. What if they both try to strangle each other? Oh, right. That's not a bad idea. Because I was like, oh, you were like, oh, is he going to kill her? And then then you also see the gleam in their eye. Yeah, and this also ties into the whole, like, Zeus becoming every animal under the sun so he can have sex with anything under the sun as well. Um, I Yeah, I think they, they need to be, like, um, uh, uh, either a, a, a man and a woman couple, woman-woman couple, man-man couple, whatever. Whatever it happens to whatever be. Whatever it happens to be. Um, but they need to be together in a, like, relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, we had... Um uh, Charlie Sheen was from yes. from the eighties Wall Street. We had Shia LaBeouf, yep. who um, was from the DiCaprio as well. DiCaprio's. That, yeah. uh, if they're the three films we're sort of drawing upon, even Keanu Reeves. If we're yep. going to go with <laughs> Devil's Advocate, um, uh, who were their partners in those films? That's an interesting one. Oh um, gosh, I don't remember. Daryl Hannah was she the partner Hannah, in? Yeah, she might have been. Uh, uh, I know Charlie Theron in um, uh, The Devil's Advocate was there. Yep. Uh, Margot Robbie was yep. the, the partner in... Um, I like Margot well, Robbie. I Let, think she, let's, let's she's cast fantastic. Her as one of the... Um, yep. As one of them. Uh, and the other one... Oh, who's another one? Uh, let's, you know what? Let's just take a leaf out of... Uh, the trailers that we watched this week and just cast Dakota Johnson as the partner because she's in like two of the three films that we saw this week. Why not put her in this one as well? (laughs) Exactly. So it's, yeah, Margot Robbie and Dakota Johnson. Yep. They are a couple uh, who are also secretly the bear and the bull. Yep. uh, (laughs) Who are ancient Greek gods. Personified by Zeus and Hades. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, In a creepy horror, like super creepy, super like violent and visceral and, it, and it's definitely like the one thing I have to stress is that it starts out like just like a normal exactly. Wall Street yeah. film a normal and, like stockbroking kind and, of and yeah. then it just progressively gets darker and weirder and more yep. possessy and yep. more gaudy and yep. more um, murdery <laughs> exactly. as, as it goes on exactly alright perfect now we only need to do one thing uh, more and that is come up with a name for this thing right how about it's annoying that the Wolf of Wall Street is taken but how about Pantheon Pantheon I like that yeah, okay, Pantheon. Or maybe it just needs to be the Pantheon. The Pantheon? Yeah, because you know how a lot of films do the the something as a kind of horror motif? The the Conjuring, the Nun, um, the, the, the Saw films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, the Pantheon. Yeah, the Pantheon. And then if you do it in that really creepy-looking font and make the graphics dark... Um, maybe it's like, I, I like the idea. What we'll do for the poster as well, it'll be like a picture of Wall Street, like all the buildings, but it'll be at nighttime. Yeah. And if you look really closely, nothing is right. Everything is full of like twisted, horrible, disgusting um, details. But if you look at it from a distance, it looks like normal Wall Street exactly. at night. You go in close and you just see the most like appalling and disgusting imagery you've ever seen. Yeah. But only if you go in there close. Real close and look yeah. into the windows at the top of the... Exactly, yeah, yeah. And we'll have like um, the just to make it even more obvious that it's on Wall Street. We'll just have like as part of that poster image, we'll have the. I'm assuming that there's like a um, a street sign in the actual Wall Street that says Wall Street, so that you know you're on it. Yeah, sure. So that'll be part of the picture, and that way everyone will know. So it's um it's set on Wall Street. It's called the Pantheon, and it'll be a dark, creepy, twisted horror film set on Wall Street. I think. That's a wrap. I think you're right.
Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and of course, Mufuzawadada, our database of films that we've created on this podcast. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where we post clues as to the trailers that we've watched in upcoming episodes. This one will be quite... How are you going to do Suspiria? That's going to be a well, translation. Yeah, one, so uh, even, even what was the hotel one that has a whole bunch of words in it? Yep. Bad times at the El Royale. Yeah. yeah. I think they may all translate. What, <laughs> what was the other one? The front runner? You front, might be okay. front runner, I can do emojis. The other yeah. two are definitely going to be uh, translate clues. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we are on um, iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. And we're also on any other place that you get podcasts uh quick diversion um we have a couple of live shows coming up in at the end of september in uh, marrickville if you're around for sydney fringe comedy we are both performing in the rat king fairy tale on the 22nd and 23rd of september at the factory theater in marrickville as part of the uh, yeah sydney fringe festival so uh come along and see us if you are sick of only hearing our voices and would rather hear them in the context of seeing them come out of a person's mouth then uh please come along and see our show we'll be doing some pure improvised fairy tales which uh, will be quite aj fun. is also uh has written and directed and uh, uh very heavily involved in a part of the show called the rise and fall and rise of rex owner yes which is on the 8th and 9th of september yes. also at the F- factory theater this episode would come out on the 7th of September. So if you listen to it on the Friday that it comes out, then buy tickets for the Saturday. If you're listening on the Saturday, buy tickets for the Sunday. Yep. Or if you're listening to it uh, two years from now, we're, t- we're talking about 2018 and you've missed it by a long mark. Um, so go check that out as well. Hey, it might be a long running show. Who knows? Who we knows? might be doing an extended Broadway run of the rise and fall and rise of Rex Ona. Um, uh, yeah, and that show is about uh, an 80s stuntman that the world forgot to remember. Uh, so if you like your films or if you like your actors to be covered in explosions most of the time and doing some real dodgy martial arts moves, then please come along and see this show. And I think that's it. All that remains is to thank you all again for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Martin.